Welcome to Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast with your hosts, Laura Katina and Amy Mara. This podcast was created for businesswomen in particular who are juggling pursuing their career, family life, and all of the things that come along with it. We know that building a career, running a business, and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible. In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work. Welcome back to another episode of the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. Laura and I are back here today, bringing you some more content about something that we get asked a lot about in our professional life, which is how we are creating and building our virtual business, which is a virtual law firm. And I think most intriguing is being able to parse out what the differences are really from the setting that we were used to in traditional law firms previously and now seeing how we are changing that model for ourselves. And it's very different from Mm -hmm. what we're used to, but I just want to explain to everybody what we mean by a virtual firm. So we have an office, like we have a place where, you know, I'm actually there a lot more than I thought I would be. We meet with clients there. Clients know they can bring stuff to us there. They can find us there. I do closings there. We both have meetings there. We meet each other there. So we have like a physical space, but 99% of the time we work from our home offices. Um, And this is a model that was super new to us because I came from, and Amy too, but I've I've just been practicing a lot longer, the traditional brick and mortar law firm. So for... 17 years, 18 years, I was in an office with a secretary and everybody was there and I spent a lot of hours and I literally spent more hours there than I did at home. So if you had told me even three years ago that we would be working in this kind of environment where we are not face-to-face every day and I'm working from home, essentially, I would have been like, yeah, that's not happening. I could never work like that. Like I loved being in an office, going to work. It was difficult raising a family that way. And there's a lot of challenges when you're a working mom having to go to a physical space. But if somebody had told you three years ago that we'd be working like this, would you have thought that that would actually come true? Absolutely not. Nope. I mean, Laura and I always joked that there had to be a way that we could practice law from the comfort of our own homes and like sit in yoga pants and a sweatshirt and, you know, write a motion or finish a brief or whatever. But even looking back at our own personal experiences in legal practice, both Laura and I, and Laura, of course, having practiced much longer than me, we didn't have all of these virtual and remote tools that we have now. I mean, we were just saying this before we popped on today, that even for the court system, e-filing and filing things online where you didn't have to physically run out of the office at 445 to get to the clerk's office to file papers in time, that didn't come into being until 2010, 2011. And even some courts 
didn't even start doing that until the past few years. So it is not like it was a model that made a lot of sense in what we were doing because we were used to the way that we had been doing things for so long. And like Laura, I loved going into an office. I loved being able to pop into Laura's office in the morning and sit down for coffee chats. And now we just do them virtually. So there, while we did have like certain things that we loved about our prior office setting, we have really been able to pick and choose what we want and bring those things with us, but just with a different remote virtual twist. And it's interesting, you know, sometimes you just have to adapt and roll with it. Now, when Mm -hmm. I first went out on my own, it was pre-COVID and I was coming out of what, 17 years in a traditional law firm setting and setting up my virtual office. So I've had the same space that Amy and I use now. I had when I first left. So I've had it for just about two years, but I was primarily working from home, which was something that I was not used to at all. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so weird. And it felt weird when I started doing it. But then three months later, COVID happened. And I didn't know it then that it was preparing me for the new world we'd be living in, but I was forced to make that change and it happened for a reason. So instead of fighting it, I rolled with it and then realized later on that it was preparing me for the world we live in now, which is, I mean, forget about us being virtual. Even our court appearances are virtual, which PS, I can't stand. I don't like it. I like going to court. (laughs) I like being there in person and I miss it a lot, but even our court appearances are virtual now. So the model that we've adapted, you know, and even like one of the associations that Amy and I are part of, we're on the board of directors, our directors meetings are all on zoom now, like everything has changed. And so we've had to adapt to this new world, but we try to bring the things that we could from our like past experience in like a regular office and keep that sense of like uh, an office community, but we just have to do it virtually now, but it requires discipline, right? Yeah. And it's really tough too, because when you're used to the way that things are and you're used to that discipline and structure that you have going into a physical office, knowing that you have to be there and start your work day at a certain time and that you have you know, X amount of time blocks during the day that you might have to go run out to court or do a meeting or what have you. It's tough to then all of a sudden be like, wait, I can just roll into my home office in my house and get my work done all day and then clock out for the day and start all over again the next day. I don't have that, you know, physical reminder that I'm in an office, like just to do work. So it comes with a perspective and like a mental shift, right? A mental shift, right? Like you have to have the discipline to show up and do your work. You have to have the discipline to maintain office hours, especially as a business owner, you can give yourself days off, but the work's still going to be there the next day or the days after. Right. But then you have to realize that there is this integration or this intersection with time freedom where now you do get to set your business hours And you do get to set those boundaries that maybe you're going to log in by 8, 8.30 in the morning, but that you're going to be done by 4, 4 4.30 so that your kids can come off the bus for school. I mean, Laura, you went through it last year with the kids being home virtually, dealing with virtual schooling, not knowing when the school was going to send the kids home even at the beginning of the school year. And we were going to go virtual. So 
it's like this amalgamation of having this adaptable mindset of just rolling with it. Okay, this is how this is going to go. Court appearances are going to be virtual. What does that mean for the rest of my business? What does that mean for the rest of my practice? How do I build the rest of my work day and be disciplined to show up and do my work around the rest of that day? Which is completely different from what we're used to because I used to put the kids on the bus at 7.30, get to work by 7.45, worked all day. I had a nanny when they were little. And so I was not worrying about the kids at home unless they were like sick or something like that. We had an au pair that lived with us. Like I had all this help at home so that I could be doing my job. So I would get to work at 7.45 and come home at whenever it was, five or whatever time it was. And so that was my time to work. I was at the office. I was in court, you know, doing what I needed to do for work. And now it's like, I still put the kids on the bus, but then I walk into my home office and I try to keep the same hours, so to speak. I actually work longer now than I did back then because I'm here. So you have to be disciplined, but it also gives me the flexibility to when Chris and Kaylee, they're on different schedule for Matthew now, cause he's in middle school. But when Chris and Kaylee get off the bus at two 50 in the afternoon, I can get up from my desk, walk outside, bring them in the house, make sure they're set up to do their homework. And I come back to my desk and then four o'clock Matthew gets home. And then usually around five is when we start racing all over the universe. But like, it allows me the freedom to do that. But you have to be disciplined at the same time. We talked about this too, that it's not for everybody. Nope. Um, You know, for Laura and I, we're like, wow. I I mean, never say never, but going back at the thought of going back into an office setting and having to drive, you know, for me, that 25, 30 minute commute every single day, both ways, it just does not seem like it's the best use of my time because now I can see that I can get so much done in that hour of a commute time from the comfort of my own laptop or my, you know, computer at home, but it's not for everybody. And that's why I think we say too, like discipline is a huge part of this. A lot of people are like, oh, but I can just go, you know, clean my living room or put the laundry away or what have you. And at the beginning, it was a struggle for me because I'm like, does my husband expect that I'm going to have the dishes done and like dinner ready by the time he gets home? But the reality was like the dishes are going to be in the sink until five, five 30 when I yes. emerge from my office and I can actually take care of those things because I'm working from home. Now I'm not just at home dilly dallying doing work from time to time, you know? Absolutely. It makes such a huge difference. And I think it would be helpful to tell people how we actually operate virtually. So Amy and I, and we had this technology, so to speak, in our old office, but we were in person. So we didn't really need to use it, right? Like Amy and I talk to each other. So we use Microsoft Teams and we're on Teams all day. And Amy and I talk all day long, except like I have a closing this morning. So I'll be out and I'll just say to Amy, Amy will know we have our Outlook calendar that's of course color coded. <laughs> so I have a color, Amy has a color, our paralegal has a color. So we know like who's where, when. So we're all on the same page, but Amy will know that I'm going to be out of the office in the morning. And we usually touch base early in the week, like on Monday to see like what's going on for the week. When are we going to record our podcast, stuff like that, you know, but everything is on teams essentially. Yeah. 
we are constantly communicating too. We, you know, if I say, Laura, I got to get this motion out. She's like, all right, leaving you alone till you emerge and you get back to me on teams. And if she's out at closings or she's working on something as well, same thing. We just value and respect each other's time because as Laura alluded to before, we, we want to make sure that we maintain healthy, reasonable business hours. You can really get stuck into that idea of like, always showing up at your desk and saying, oh, I can just walk in and take care of something. So by maintaining those healthy and respectful boundaries as to when our working hours are, and the only way we can achieve that is by being in constant communication. Yeah. And our our paralegal, we obviously communicate with remotely and Mm -hmm. by either Teams or text and email. And the other attorney that we now have working with us, she is on Teams and we text and we set up, like if we have an issue, we set up times to meet. So instead of me walking into Amy's office and saying, can I talk to you for a minute? Like yesterday, you had a question about yeah. real estate. So I called you on Teams. And instead yep. of sitting in my office, we were talking to each other on Teams. <laughs> yep. And that's just the way it works. And it's actually, it's fine. Yeah. Right? It makes sense for us. Like, But it's also because we are not just teamsing back and forth to each other and just like shooting the, you know, what we're, we're actually using it for the purposes of business and trying to get work done. When we have to meet with our accounts manager, we make sure that we set up a meeting with, with our accounts manager and make sure that we set aside that time and we're in constant communication, even though we're remote, we're all linked in on our email addresses. And we just make sure that we're always talking to each other so that One, you're never feeling like you're completely separate and alone because working from home can be a little lonely, can be a little isolating. And two, to make sure that you keep those lines of communication open and make sure that you're giving off the impression that you are available. Yeah. And I think it's important if you either are or are thinking about running a business virtually to think about what kind of environment you want to have, because just because you're not in person doesn't mean you don't have an environment, right? Yeah. So, you know, we knew that we wanted to have like the same, obviously not the same, but the same in terms of community office environment. So that's why we make sure we stay in contact with, with everybody, with Amy and I, with our bookkeeper, with our paralegal, and now the attorney that's working with us. That was something that was important to us. And we had to figure out a way to make that happen. I know other businesses that run virtually, they, you know, meet every Monday morning have a team meeting, depending on, you know, if you have a team or not, if you have a team, you meet every Monday morning and talk about what's on your calendar for the week and what does everybody have coming up. And I think it's so important if you're virtual to maintain a calendar like we have, I go so far as to put in like when I have things for the kids so that Amy will not like if I'm not at my desk at 430, like on Tuesdays, I'll put in Chris, the kids have religion at 4.30. So she'll know that like, that's where I am. And just so not because she cares where I am, but just so everybody can see, like, if I'm not at my desk, this is where I am. Because I think it's easier to work as a team that way. Don't you think? I do. And being that I was in a team setting still as of last year, when COVID actually hit, I saw firsthand how the lack of communication can be really detrimental mm-hmm. to a team's morale and to a team's communication and just your motivation to work, right? Like 
Laura and I are constantly in contact because we're business partners and we have goals and we have visions and we have things that we want to discuss and we have growth and, and opportunities we want to explore. And we're excited about the work that we're doing, but we also own the business. So it's like, this is our thing. It, it all is ours. So there's a different passion that you have about your own business. Right. But when you have a team of people that's working with you, And for those business goals and dreams, you have to make them feel like they are part of your team. Because when you don't and you leave them out to dry and you don't communicate with them and like during the pandemic, if you go MIA for weeks on end and nobody hears from you, that's a problem. And people are going to feel less impassioned about working for you and wanting to actually show up from home. You know, that's part of the reason why we are so intentional about staying in the loop and being in constant communication with each other because we are best motivating and and inspiring assets. And it's important when you are building this virtual environment and you're trying to, and you're thinking about building a team to choose wisely because this is a discussion Amy and I have been having a lot lately because when we are looking for like a legal secretary and somebody who can answer the phones and stuff like that, it has to be somebody who's comfortable working in a remote environment. So it's going to be much harder for us to find somebody who can work that way. Right. Unless you're going through like a company that has like virtual assistants and all that stuff, because those people are trained to work that way. So we go back and forth about, you know, where we get, where we can find people to help us and, and what kind of person do we need to help us. So I think that it's important to have people around you that can work in that environment and who will go with the flow and be able to handle that environment. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because listen, Like we said before, it's not for everybody. It's an acquired taste (laughs) to work for your to work for yourself. Let alone working from home comes with a lot of mental challenges and a lot of you know challenges that just come along with discipline and motivation to do the work and to show up and also be really adaptable and be willing to figure out how do I share documents with you? How do I, you know, s- schedule a call so that it's automatic every single Monday, all of these little like nuances, but you have to have people surrounding you that are willing to work towards that vision. So if your vision is creating a business that can have virtual and remote components, like what Laura and I have, then you need to look out and seek out those individuals that are going to thrive in that environment. Yeah. And this is something that Amy and I are building in real time. It has only been, I mean, for me, I've been out two years, but we've been building this together for one year, which in the grand scheme of things in a business is not a long time. So we are still in the process of building this business and we have big plans for expansion and all these things that we want to do. But, you know, the foundation is, it was really a virtual business. So as we go through this process and learn lessons along the way, things that are working for us and things that aren't, we like to share them with you. So we hope to continue to do so as time goes on. We thank you for spending time time with us today and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more businesswomen just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.